everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Hey, welcome to the American Liberties, the Saturday afternoon call. You know, the uh, today, I'm not sure what our guest is going to be speaking, or he's not even, I wouldn't even consider him a guest anymore. He's pretty much a homie, and um, as they say, and um, uh, well-rooted in the American Liberties wow. and trying to help people across the nation, understanding yeah. understanding yeah. the tax code how it really does apply to you. A lot of people say, well, the tax code don't apply to me. Well, it does when it doesn't. So uh, that's, that, may, that may be kind of confusing, but if you're not named in the statute, then it applies to you in a, uh, I don't know if it would be a negative or a positive sense, but if it's not naming me, that's pretty positive. It does, I'm not in the tax code. So with that being said, um, you know, uh, a lot of you may have listened to Angela Stark's show the other night, and if you didn't, go back and listen to it with uh, Steve from Florida talking about property tax. Steve gave me some information several years ago, a couple years ago, three or four actually, uh, about the property tax and uh, and how, how it's being misused on uh, non-commercial property. We're not talking about private property now. Uh, McDonald's and, you know, uh, Publix and, and these chain food stores, they own that property. It's private property. But they're doing commerce, so it's commercial property. But when you live in a shelter that is non-commercial, meaning your home, then it... Um, uh, it has no relative effect in regarding property tax. We got all the documents in Florida, and we're going. To, and by next week, we're going to have it fine-tuned, and I'm using it in a way that we're going to be educating, and you're going to get compensated for your services by helping me, and by helping others understand. We got a great plan, so I really would like for you people who are on this call to hear this, okay? So get with me. Let me know if you're interested. Just put property tax in the subject line and uh, give me a phone number and a time to call you. I will give you the overview, and then you decide, okay? So with that being said, I want to introduce a, a longtime friend, a guy that I owe very much to, uh, that I learned from when I first met him, above anything, a black belt in in a defense mode by using the not the defense but offense. Okay, using using their offense as a defense, coming back with them with an offense, 
And I think if, you know, if there was a belt to be named for it, it'd be a black belt because if, you know, this is the way to handle a lot of these people. And I want to bring up one thing. You know, there's a lot of people that get the criminal complaint. They sign on, they get it in, and then they want to forget about it, thinking the paperwork is going to save them and they're going to be in la-la land. And the main thing is once you get the predators on your back, in order to get them off, you got to stay diligent and pursue them and keep pursuing them even if you may not be writing them letters, at least keep reading those documents that you sent them. So if they ever come back in a year or two or five years or seven years, you can instantly know from the top of your tongue what to say and how to say it without any you know, backlash or fear. It's very important, folks. I can't begin to tell you. It is not like riding a bicycle. You learn to ride a bicycle when you were a kid. If you haven't rode one in 50 years, you can get on one today and, and ride it. That's a, that's a given. But with this information and the tax code, is as confusing as, as it is. And all this other garbage sometimes, and, non, and non-garbage as well. But we hear a lot of garbage on a day-to-day basis, and it gets confusing especially when you listen to a guy like David. He speaks so fast, he rolls it off the tongue, you know, off of his tongue like it's like it's, it, it's, it's, it's not secondary, but firstinary. <laughs> I mean, it just rolls off like it's, it's a part of him. And, you know, and I, I look back and talk about Black Belt. I watched a Bruce Lee uh, interview the other day on, uh, on YouTube, and he said, you got to come part of it. you got to come, like water, you got to come part of the water. You know, he's, take, he's talking all these uh, terms. And, and, it's, and it's true. If you're going to learn something and you want to be good at it, you got to practice. And practice in front of a mirror. Practice with the people you talk to. Let them come at you and you respond back. It's important, folks. It's like a box of training, punching that bag throwing the kicks and and all that. You gotta keep practicing. Don't give up. Because when you when you don't practice, you get fat build up. When you get fat build up, your mind clogs. And when your mind clogs, they're gonna trip you. So that's that's my word for today. So I'd like to introduce uh David Merlin and Dave, what do you got for us today? Well, a couple things. There's no kicking in boxing. Well, that's true. So you cheat a little. What can I tell you? <laughs> and, and everybody on the call is really lucky to have me here to make sense of the early intro uh, Chris gave about the tax code applying. Uh, what he was trying to tell you is that if you look at just statute, <clears throat> it's never been written to apply to U.S. citizens. And then when you look at it, including the regulations, that's how they apply it to you. They wrote a regulation under Section 1 to make citizens of the United States liable, and then they tell everybody they're a citizen of the United States. Welcome to the call. My name is David Merlin. Nothing you'll hear me say is intended as legal advice. Anything that sounds like that to you, just consider it something somebody else might do on a planet far, far away where the law matters. 
it doesn't matter here. I prove it on a daily basis. Believe it. Uh, you have to sit your children down and have a nice long talk with them and cover many topics. Um, many. Because uh, there isn't a seam at which America is not falling apart. Um, about, oh, I don't know, week and a half ago, I got a computer virus on just one of my computers, thankfully, and uh, it rendered unusable, meaning basically it destroyed all Microsoft Word files, all PDF files, all video files, all picture files. I'll never get them back. And that's all of my personal legal work, all of the work I did on a friend's case out of California, all the research I did on the definition of the term person in Chapter 75 of the Tax Code, which was hours on scholar.google.com looking up case law, um, all of the uh, criminal complaint joiners that I'd written for people since February 15th when I last backed up my office and somewhere there's some weasley-eyed, pointed-head piece of crap that thinks this is what you ought to do to strangers is destroy what's on their computers. And they think it's cool. And at any time, anywhere, you never know, your child might be introduced to somebody like that and befriend them. And all they can do is destroy you and laugh about it. They're a lost soul. They'll never be good for anything. And now they're in your family. Another thing you have to talk about when you when you have this talk is uh, teach them how to judge people on the content of their character. and emphasize culture, higher culture. Rap is not music. It's an excuse for really subhuman trash to rhyme and swear to your children in profane verse. Uh, It's child abuse. And how to look at the opposite sex. Women are not property. If you don't think they're equal, you can clean the toilets. There's simply so many fronts. And when the left turned off all the parents with PC, they call it political correctness. I'm positive it started out as parental control. We've got to take these children away from their parents. Why? Because their parents know how to act. But we can't call it parental control. It'll make all the parents mad at us. Call it something else. Political correctness. And who trumpeted that phrase into our living room every day? The press. The television media. The left. They're all worthless. 
they want America to go down the toilet. And I'm not here to figure out why. I'm not here to wonder why. I don't care why. They better stay away from my children. And until you're saying the same thing, you know they're targeting the children. And if you're not ready to tell them, you stay away from my children or else we're at war and you will lose. If you're not willing to tell them that, you're kissing your children goodbye. Parents' rights are children's rights. They're the same thing. And for the fact that somebody out there thinks they ought to destroy all the data on my computer because I'm a stranger, that's not good enough for me. And I don't know what's worse, not having my data or not having somebody I can kick right in the crotch who's to blame for this. And you have to have a talk with your children because if they don't already have children of their own, they will. And they're going to look around and go, gosh, my parents sure had it easy. Nowadays, in the nice neighborhoods, you got to have bars on your window like they do in the cities down in Mexico and South America. Bars on all the windows in any neighborhood. That's what America is going to be like. Because you'll have people driving by going, oh, look, there's no bars on the window. Let's take all their stuff. And your children are going to find history books if if the left doesn't uh, burn all the books and change history. You know, on YouTube, I'm going to give you a couple links here. <clears throat> on YouTube, the most offensive thing I've ever heard somebody in public life say Give me a second. This is uh, the uh, first spouse of the United States at present. I'm not going to say lady. That's for damn sure. Uh, It's a Chicago Marxist that hates America and didn't have a moment proud of America until after its husband got elected president. You listen to that video I just pasted into the chat on YouTube. I did a search for Michelle Obama, Change Your Traditions. And right there in 2008, a few months before the election, says, you're going to have to change your conversation, change your history, change your traditions, move to a different place as a nation. They're doing it right now, changing history. Democrats are starting to make an argument to remove all references to Thomas Jefferson because he owned slaves. Wow. Change your history? What? You got to lie to the children to do that. Okay, so you lied to children and you're in the White House with your spouse. You and your spouse lie to children. You look up the definition of molest. Molest means to hinder or annoy. Well, by lying to children, you're obviously hindering them, so you and your husband are a couple of child molesters. The left is a pack of child molesters. 
And this is what they're doing. They're changing history by rewriting it in favor of big government, in favor of global government, in favor of illegals. Cross the border, no penalties, come on in. Why? Because there's too many white people here. And they've been running this country, they made it great, and it's time to change. I'm five days away from fundamentally transforming America. That's what the president said five days before the election in 2008. We're going to fundamentally transform America. And the people on the left are so stupid they didn't say, uh, excuse me, what are you going to transform it into? They all heard him say this. And they said, okay, transform it, and just wrote a blank check. And now you have a president that's go, uh, they've got this housing plan through HUD, uh, Human Urban Development, um, to rezone a bunch of different municipalities so that there's fewer Republican-dominated uh, zones. How do you do that? You do it with demographic data. Well, how do you get your hands on a bunch of U.S. demographic data? You take the office as president, and the first thing you do is move the U.S. Census from the Commerce Department to the White House Chief of Staff, Rahm Emanuel. It's the first thing the president did. And with that, the Democratic Party groups, the socialist Marxist groups, got all of the census data for the United States, and now they're targeting different districts for redistricting. And if you want to know a whole bunch of details about that housing plan, here comes another link on the chat. This is Mark Levin a few days ago, July 20th, and he gets into exactly uh, what they're going to do with this data all the data that they collected, um, and we know they can't protect it, so China is going to know all the demographic uh, data on the United States as well because they're going to steal it from the government. But in the president's first 30 to 60 days, all that information got loaded onto a private server and taken off of the premises into private hands. And now there's 1,200 different cities. New York received uh, something like $291 million in federal, um, uh, I can't remember what they called the type of grant, $290 million in subsidies. And some municipalities only received a couple million. And the federal government is going to tell them, you either rezone and build low-income housing in, in nicer neighborhoods, or we're going to withhold the funding. That's how that works. And you listen to that Mark Levin episode. So America is over. This piece of crap still has 18 months as president. And if it's Hillary after that, that's Obama's third term. You haven't heard Hillary one moment. She hasn't spent one moment bad-mouthing what the president has done 
She's in favor of all of it. Speaking in generalities. Uh, hasn't made one specific point. Doesn't claim to have any tenets of a platform she plans to implement if she were elected. She's totally blank. And we know what happens when somebody that's blank makes it into the White House. We know why they made sure they were blank the whole time. Because you don't want anybody to know what this person plans on doing or what their history is. You don't want them to know or else we'll never get elected that way. So here comes Hillary. And if she's not defeated, if a Democrat reaches office, bye, start the war. Uh, America is at war because there are a lot of people that aren't going to let it happen. I'm amazed it's gone on this long. Uh, thank you, Don. So, uh, $15 minimum wage. Right downtown. That's another way to make a ghost town out of downtown. Why would you want to do that? Well, so the poor have more places to live. And they don't have to take a long bus ride to go get their benefits. That was easy. And all of this comes from the topic that we hit here every show, too much money. The government uses all the money it makes to destroy America. And it's been stealing every dime it gets in Social Security. The website, wevgov.com. Chris will type that into the chat. wevgov.com. Look at the federal income taxation page. Social Security has always been theft. It's never applied to citizens of the U.S. Which leaves just Chapter 1 of the tax code. It doesn't apply to Americans until they wrote that regulation, 1.1-1. It's right there on the website. And look what they do with the money. We got a treaty with Iran that the Senate doesn't even get to vote on when it's the Senate's job to ratify treaties. And everybody but John Kerry and the president say the deal is a bad one. So if it goes into place, start the clock. It's just a matter of time until Israel launches a, a preemptive strike on Iran. And I can't say that I blame them. It's going to start a Middle Eastern uh, arms race. Um, Charles, uh, Charles Krauthammer. Uh, a guest on Fox. He appears with Brett Baer on Special Report. Uh, he's the he's one of the leading analysts in the country. And KT McFarland, A.B. Stoddard, um, Mark Levin, Michael Savage. Listen to them, all of them. They're all saying the same thing. It's going to start an arms race. Saudi Arabia isn't going to sit around while Iran has nuclear weapons. No one is. And Russia's going to sell them intercontinental ballistic missiles so they can reach New York. Cool. 
Everybody that hates America says it's cool. And that's what our money is going to. A government that hates America, it hates your children, hasn't spent any of this money on infrastructure. Yeah, enough about Seattle. Um, uh, Hasn't spent any of the money on infrastructure, but they got underground highways and caverns. Uh, There's film on the web. I think it was uh, Jesse Ventura that was in a semi-truck and took a bunch of film footage driving for tens of miles in a cavern that had like 25-foot ceilings. The lane, it was four lanes wide with like parking lots beside the lanes underground. They got everything underground to support a few million people through a nuclear war. That's what the money's going to. Yay! They're stealing all of it. And with what they've done with the money, you got everybody around the planet competing with America and its aircraft carriers, its Tomahawk missiles, its nuclear weapons. And everybody thinks it's American people's fault. The only fault we have is trusting government with a 70,000-page tax code. That's where they got all the money, and the judges are the spear point. The buck stops at the judge, and all of them are corrupt. They truly believe you ought to be stolen from. You go to them with tax code section 83, they won't even indulge it, and you go to prison. Just yesterday, Chris and I learned that a man's been indicted on tax charges. He filed Pete Hendrickson tax returns. And he got to speak to the grand jury the day before yesterday and uh, present him with all the evidence and hammered on Section 83. He had a script, six-page script. He gave that to the grand jury, and they still indicted him. And that's because they're so stupid that they didn't tell the prosecutor, we can't indict the guy unless you describe how Section 83 operates. That's all they had to do. And they let themselves sit there and be beaten about the head and shoulders by the prosecutor saying, everybody's got to pay taxes with no references to the law. And he got indicted. And this is how the government feels it should behave toward you. It should steal money from you. It's just the same as that hacker that infected my computer with that virus. It's the same person. They really believe they ought to reach out and destroy you for no reason and laugh at you and then sell you a false cure so they get more of your money. Yay! It's all happening on the left. The progressives. Face it, they're communists. They're just willing to take a long time to accomplish their goals. One world government. They call themselves progressives. They're just a bunch of child molesters. And I start at the voting booth. Democrat, child molester. Stay away from my children. 
no business. You elect this piece of crap twice, you got to be kidding. Don't push me. Don't tread on me. You vote Democrat, goodbye. You're the enemy of everything good about America. While the rest of us sit here and struggle with queer marriage and cultural decay, people rhyming and humping at all the children, teaching them about sex in kindergarten, you got to be kidding. And this is what happens when everybody's out of control and distracted away from civic duty. Civic duty. The IRS pissed me off in 1988. I haven't looked as another direction since. I've been on government like a stink. That's called civic duty. So uh, you have to choose a cause and get behind it. Whether it's traditional marriage, uh, cleaning up pop culture by uh, calling up the TV stations and telling them, I'm not running your channel in my house anymore, not with advertising like that. Call up the the, the uh, professional football team and tell them, I'm not playing your sport in my living room anymore, not with a bunch of humping cheerleaders. Goodbye. I got children that like to watch sports. Well, they can't watch now. You got R-rated cheerleaders. Goodbye. I can't respect any of you. And until you're not until you're calling them and saying that, you're playing the victim. And if you're interested in playing the victim, you have no sense of civic duty. You have, you have to pick up the phone and tell them, point blank, you're not in my living room anymore. With your product, you're coming into my house. And your product drags me into a pair of underwear that aren't mine. And so forget it. I can't respect the one of you. I have killed advertising campaigns by doing that. A Pepsi advertisement. Local advertisements. They listen. And when you say it's about your children and you don't want them molesting your children, they'll listen to you. And until you're you're picking up the ball and dribbling it, you're a willing victim. And if you're a willing victim, uh, you're throwing your country away despite the fact it's going to leave your children with nothing but bars on the windows and a house they have to rent. They'll never be homeowners because America is going down fast. So the first thing to learn is already free on the web. You go to wevgov.com and... uh, Click on YouTube, too. You can take the free video seminars, read the contents of wevgov.com, and ask yourself if you don't actually have the right to arrest all these people for stealing from you through the mail, through traffic court, in a pattern of racketeering and extortion. That's the start. Get my materials so you know more about it. And if you think it's crime, go on record with a statement saying, I hereby join that criminal complaint in Congress from 2006. You're stealing from me. The way to calculate cost in the tax code is Section 83, and it says all property is cost. How come you won't treat labor as cost when, in fact, it's property? 
They can't deny it. And until you do that, you're a willing victim. And if you're a willing victim, you're a poor parent. You're a terrible grandmother or grandfather. Because with your apathy comes the further decline of your country. Question and answer, Chris. Okay. Um, Well, let's see what Mr. Donaldson has to say. Okay, Mr. Donaldson. Hello? I am here. I had myself on mute, and thank you for waiting. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? I feel pretty good, all things considered. And you have um, a question? Yeah. Well, I do have a question, and I would like the, uh, the, the guest to just repeat that last little um, area of concern so that I could address what they said so that I could be more specific. Well, I suppose the the property issue. Okay, I I remember now exactly what I was going to say. Uh, The, as you can understand, there's a lot of things going on in the world, and that means there's probably a lot of things going on in our minds. um, Because so, therefore, we we're kind of spreading ourselves out quite a bit. So, energy we need to focus and concentrate, and we'll be fine. But in regards to the property. Um, by the way, my call number is one three eight two nine one. If anybody okay, ever wants have to go and check Mr. it out, Donaldson. Do you have I a do. I, I'm getting to that. Please be patient with me. I appreciate that. I'm just trying to build a little bit of rapport. Okay. Uh, the question is about the property, and because I have a small window cleaning business in San Francisco, I was I registered my first business. Uh, well, my property, my labor, when in 2011, they sent me a tax bill for the labor on their estimate of what it would cost, you know, uh, what a professional window cleaner would make in one year. And they, they estimated $40,000 was what my, my income would be. In, in, and then they uh, you know, essentially wanted to, to take that money. So I suppose I want to ask about Ever since I received that tax bill, I did not register my business, and I have been making my receipts out to actually define that my labor is a, is a trade for property. I'm trading my labor for property. Every single receipt of mine says labor trade for property, and then it gives the amount of the dollar, uh, the dollar amount. So my question is, do you think that that is enough of a an, an administrative record right uh to to protect my labor as property because i have clearly defined it with dates and i have witnesses that that are you know receiving these invoices that define the labor trade for property not for you know anything that belongs to anyone else it's like my labor is my property and thus i'm going to trade that for the green paper, which actually has a serial number on it and and would ultimately define it as property. So you, every piece of paper, green 
currency that we use has a serial number on it. And anyone with knowledge, it's my understanding, they can actually define that paper to be the property that they received in exchange for their labor, which is also property, which I think is on topic. How do you feel about yeah. that? And do you think it would work? I've been in this for 27 years, and so uh, uh, it's, in a nutshell, you're making the equal exchange property for property argument without reference to statute. Okay? That's that's the hard way to go, but at the same time, you ask, do I think that's enough of an administrative record to protect? Our government thinks that the right thing to do is to kill hundreds of thousands of Iraqi babies in the womb with depleted uranium radiation poisoning. There's nothing to protect your property from them. They are racketeers, they are extortionists, and they'll kill you. I watched them kill a woman for filing the wrong tax return. So nothing's going to protect your property, period. And on these calls, I've been doing them for more than a year now, every Wednesday and Saturday here on this channel. And my archive, by the way, is 59615, no confidence, 59615. I've chosen to restrict my focus to preventing indictments. And Chris and I have been successful a bunch of times keeping people that I know would otherwise have been indicted uh, from being indicted. So uh, the best you can hope for is to not be indicted. They will get your money. And uh, you have to be keen on asset protection and do the right things to insulate your property from them because the law, you can put the law right in their face, Section 83. They won't look at it, even though they tell you it explains whether or not they're correct, whether or not you owe a tax on your compensation. They won't look at it, they won't talk about it, and they'll take your money by force if necessary. So uh, if you think you can make money and keep it out of their hands, and I'm not telling you to try to do so, uh, you have to deal in cash. Keep your bank accounts low, your accounts receivables low, because they'll eventually find you and lean everything you've got. Okay. Um, uh, sorry about that. I have a one follow-up question regarding this. It is this. Uh, the decision makers are, are basically bound by certain authority, like res judicata, um, equitable estoppel, and things of that nature, uh, and yeah. I was wondering. Yeah, I was wondering if if any of the litigants ever even brought up these these issues of equitable estoppel and res judicata or stare decisis. Anybody that's on the call, and I'm going to pick from our guests right here, uh, Richard in Dallas, or Warrior, or uh, Western Washington State. Uh, will tell you that my work is loaded with case law. I don't want to leave anything up to me. If, they, if somebody learns something from me, it's because I learned it from the Supreme Court or federal appellate decisions, period. And uh, I've got 
tons and tons of case law. I'm proud of the fact I've read over 4,000 decisions. And so it's never even a matter of arguing equitable estoppel or anything. I can put the law right in front of their face and all the case law that says they're bound by it, they don't care. And so you're, you're arguing things they don't even care about. They don't have a care in the world what the law says. They're going to keep getting as much money as they're getting right now. And I've, the 2006 complaint I mentioned earlier, I served on 80 members of Congress and the DOJ. Uh, the judges know about it. The U.S. attorneys know about it. The IRS knows about it. Everybody knows. And it's not enough. And they will not have, go on record with Have you used the subpoena process at all? It doesn't matter what process you use. It doesn't matter. Okay. But have you Nothing tried subpoenaing judges to get their, their testimony as, to, as far as the tax records of these private corporations so you can strip them of their sovereignty that they presume to have this, like, you know, untouchable immunity? You know, when they're doing commerce and if they're making that money, that is our area where we can actually come in and, and, and strip them of the sovereignty. That's my understanding. And as soon as you mention taxes, the government takes over the case and you get nowhere, okay? So there is no way. Okay, we got, we got Mr. All right, but I just want you guys to know that alien is, a, is an official status, and that it's my understanding that alien is the official status of man or woman, and you can't be taxed if you're an alien to their government, you know, on, on, on those terms. It depends on, I mean, if you are a taxpayer, though, then pay your taxes. So. And, and that's in a perfect world, okay? They got the guns. Nothing right, matters, guns and clubs. okay? It's, yeah. it, it's lawless. It's lawless. Nothing matters. They will take your money. I've been everywhere. I've been in this 27 years, and I've never been part of the anti-tax movement because all I've seen is everything they say goes down in flames. Okay, well, what do you think about then a lot of people getting together at one time and doing an administrative proceeding or process? I'm talking thousands of people together at one time doing a particular filing, making a date, time of appearance, and all that. In other words, we have all these individuals sure. doing all these separate filings and in different times. But if a, a bunch of people or men and women got together, you know, with the same claim, you know, I'm talking thousands. I mean, they'd have to kill thou literally thousands of people at once, you know, in order to stop this uh -huh. from happening. Right, right, right. Now, uh, I've got two answers to that. Uh, the first is the patriot movement and anti-tax movement, let's call them the same thing. It is a pack of shysters and self-proclaimed uh, self professors that don't know what they're talking about. They don't know a thing in the world about income taxation, and they've got all these theories, and they've polluted the pool of the willing to a degree where I can't teach any of them very much at all. Everybody's wrong except them. And secondly, for 27 years, I've been trying, and I haven't been able to rally more than 20 people. So the Americans are lost on this. They have no sense of civic duty, or if they do, they're part of the patriot movement and you can't even talk to them because statutes don't apply to them. They're not corporate. They're sui juris to the third power, non-resident alien, adhesion contracts, exactly. all the rest of that great garbage. 
Right. So I'm doing what I can. I got a free website that tells you everything. I've got materials at bargain basement rates. I have for over 20 years, and no one's interested. Well, you can put me down on your email list. It's um, second son of Donald at Gmail. Mr. Then, Donaldson, uh, are you on my list? I am not following your call, but I will. I will click on follow here. No, 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 no. What I'm saying, are are you on my email list? Because you seem to be on every call. Yes, I love calling talk show and and learning. No, no. I'm asking you, are you on my email list at American Liberties from American Liberties? No, I don't think I am. Okay. May I suggest that you go to, in fact, I'd like to talk to you sometime next week, if you will. Uh, my email is AmericanLiberties.LLC at gmail.com. And if you go to WeVGov, that's W-E, the letter V as in Victor, Gov, G-O-V as in government, dot com, WeVGov.com, you'll see how to join my list, and you'll get updated as to the calls we have and, and other information as as we um uh, spread the word but um you you bring up some points and i'd like to talk to you about it and uh and uh one of the things i'd like to interject when you were saying you know what about if we get thousands of people together and blah 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 and do this and do that you know with all the people that are around from all over the country there's a, one of the biggest problems is getting people together and 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 because everybody has their own issues, David is rightfully stuck on Section 83. On uh, I'm not named in the statutes. He, he's in the statutory box, which I learned from a long time ago is right where you want to be. And because we can use the statutes to turn them right around and show them how they're committing the crimes. Does it work a hundred percent? Absolutely not. And uh, just a second, just a second, Chris. I'd like to inject right there that if you can show people an actual statute, it's so much easier than educating them on a uh, a theory, on a more lofty concept like what is your citizenship, what is your relationship with government. If you can show them a statute that preserves specific property rights instead you're way ahead of the game regarding whether or not you'll have a viable student and section 83 i happen to be the only one in the known universes that teaches it and yet on my federal income taxation page on the website you'll see that all the courts and the irs says it applies to all compensation and so i'm totally on the ground and it's unique no one else teaches it and it's a statute that governs whether or not you owe a tax on your compensation. So if you start there, look at the language of it, the questions come right out of it. How does Section 83 operate in your conclusion? I had gross income. The government can't even talk about it. There. What you've just done is explain something that any anybody can pick up and dribble and confront anybody that says they own income tax, state or fed, to ask, how did Section 83 operate? In your conclusion, I had gross income because I can't figure it out. It explains how to tax me. Nobody has a choice. You have to follow it, servant. I have to follow it. The IRS has to follow it. Let's get into it. And they can't. 
So it's a much easier dead end to reach with government than an argument over citizenship. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, and and and, I, and that's what I was just going to say is that you know there's people that, and I'm not going to say they're wrong because I can definitely prove that an all caps name is an entity, a so you know association. I can absolutely prove it, but it goes nowhere because even if you are an entity, even if you are a fiction. How does Section 83 operate in your conclusion that I may gross income? So, you know, it's it really, I mean, Dave has really cut all the fat off the meat, and it's pure red blood meat, okay, of, of the argument. So if we can get other people to agree with that, only then can we substantially go to you know, get, gather a, a, a complaint of 3,000 or 5,000 or more and do something about it. And that is my mission in life right now, is that and property tax. And I have a way that I believe I have a way that we can get many people together and and help fund the cause at the same time where everybody is a win-win situation. But well, let me until everybody you. gets on the same plane and on the same page, it, it's just going to be a, a spaghetti ball. So um, I, I know you have other callers, and I wanted to let you get to them. But the, in, in closing and the final question regarding property taxes, since you mentioned it, it's $117,000 in back taxes for a property that was purchased in 2015. It's two years' worth of taxes. Okay, the guy had two years to pay, right, or whatnot. The city actually is trying to auction off the tax deed or the tax certificate or whatever you want to how do we have to live? refer to it. It it was it's Watertown, New York. I'm in California though. Okay. I'm trying to help my friend with this issue. Uh, uh, give me a you know email me at americanliberties.llc and Gmail and call me next week and we'll talk. Okay. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Okay. Um, let's see here. Uh, all right. Um, go ahead, West Washington State. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm pretty fair, I think. Uh, interesting discussion today. And uh, I'll just say for Donaldson there, uh, I've done something that seems to have uh, – cause the IRS to derail and when I make uh, cash checks and other things I endorse them on the back uh, saying that this is for deposit or in exchange or in fair exchange for non-redeemable federal reserve notes and uh, that has I've used that in uh, uh, arguing uh, well not arguing but in pointing out uh, what uh, what we've done here and that seems to uh, derail the IRS from their train by uh, fair exchanges are not taxable, and so I've been doing that on every check for for yeah. years now. You're right. Does that seem to work for you too? Well, you know, I I haven't been confronted with it, but um, uh, but you know, so I don't know if it works or not. But I understand I'm using the statutes. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's good, and and so that seems to work. And plus, other things, Section 83 seems to be the uh, one. Uh, uh, I guess the the bomb that really blows them off the tracks. Uh, I think they, they just can't overcome that 
and, and so Dave's done the heroic work there. So I, I know that Dave's stuff is, is really uh, working well. I'm going to submit a little thing about historical uh, uh, status. Dave knows that Rosie, this came from Rosie, is quite an interesting piece. Uh, you might want to look up to see how we are in the mess and about citizenship and, and uh, other things here. So I put that on the web on the uh, um, uh, on the list there on the chat. There we go. Yeah. So, but uh, Dave's doing doing right, and uh, and so um, I think that listening to Dave as far as the taxes go is the best way to go, and that'll probably be, give Donaldson and everybody else most relief they can ever hope to get under this corrupt government that is explained in this uh, post that I gave you here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you, Don. I appreciate that. And, but we are corrupt. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Go go ahead. What are you going to say? Oh, I'll just say it, it is a corrupt corrupt uh, uh, world we're living in. It's not really a country at all. It's corporate stuff, and and it, it's all for the bankers, and, and you can tell that it's really corrupt when the uh, attorney general leaves, retires and goes back to being a, a banker again. Uh, that's just really wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, thank you. Take care. Bye. And um, I want to say, you know, I cut I cut Donaldson off, and uh, and I kind of apologize for that. But sometimes, you know, some people get on and they start their advertising and all this. But what what he wanted to tell you that he has a uh, a talk show site, and his number is one three eight two nine one. And so you're welcome to visit that. Okay, North and Central Orange. Uh, go ahead. Hey guys, how you doing? Pretty good. How you doing? Good. It's Rick here. Just yep. um, to the first caller's point, he's in California. I'm in California, and uh, I've I've been given one of those proposed assessments by the FTB, and it's very simple. And I this is before I knew Dave uh, and all the work that he's put in. But real quick for anybody else that might be out there, what I did because they said I made. Proposed income was fifty-seven thousand, based on the average for real estate agents for the state of California in tax year two thousand ten. So I just filed a forty-five oh six T with the IRS for that year, and it came back I had no income that was reported. So I took a photocopy of that, I sent it back with the assessment, and told the FTB to settle and clear their account that I had no taxable income for that year. And about a month later, they sent me a notice saying everything's fine. They did away with can, the assessment. Can you can you say that form number again and, and explain what that form is? Well, 4506T is an IRS form, IRS form 4506T. It's used a lot of times for people to go get copies of their tax returns, but there's also a provision, I think uh, line 10 or 11, uh, where you can do a wage and income information request the wage and income information request so what that does is if you had a w-2 or w filled out a w-4 and you're a w-2 employee then supposedly your employer sends off to the irs that you know they paid you twenty thousand dollars that year all right so they have a a record of uh, income that's being reported by some employer but if you're self-employed, like this guy was claiming, if he's self-employed or if he's doing trade, trading his labor for, for uh, 
services and so forth, then uh, no one's going to be reporting reporting that. So oh. what you do is you get the IRS to defend you. And so I just put a 4506T request in for my wage, all wage and incomes reported on 2010, came back zero. IRS sent me back, said there was no reported income wages that year. So I took that report and I sent it off with the proposed assessment, and I told them, hey, I had no taxable income that year, so how can you be pro, uh, you know, proposing an assessment on a tax bill when I had no income that year, no taxable income? And then they sent me back a, a notice about 30 days later said, uh, we're good to go. Well, thank you for that. That's so good that's information. Just, yeah, so that's just something. I mean, that was before I knew anything about all this other stuff, Section 83 and stuff, but uh, anybody can do that on their own, and I would always recommend, let's say you're not sophisticated enough yet to, to handle Dave's process, I always recommend that people uh, do an extension on their tax if they feel like they owe a tax, do an extension, and then wait till about August to uh, do a 4506T on the previous year's income. So, like, for example, this year may... Um, this is 2015, so you do a 4506T for wage and incomes in 2014. Then once you get the 4506T back uh, from the IRS, whatever's reported there, then I would, then that's what you would want to report as your taxable income. So because there may be income that didn't get reported because <laughs> it wasn't needed to be reported. So you know, do the right thing, obviously, um, you know, but um, that's just FYI. Yeah, yeah do, you, do you know if you can go back 10 years on that oh, yeah. form? Oh, oh yeah. good. Yeah, there's yeah. actually you can request four years at a time, which is what I did. And uh, there's four space, spaces. I think it's in line 10. There's like four lines. So you, they'll do four years at a time for you. I'm on yeah. it. Very yeah. good. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Okay, you see what you see what happens when when you get a group of like-minded people together. How how just little tidbits of information all boils down. And I would think that when if if they have uh, you get that forty five uh, forty five zero six T form, and you you get the and if they have copies of the records. Then, then you can go back and and Dave, I like to ask you about this. You could go back to your your employer through the W two or ten ninety nine is reporting that you make you make gross income, isn't it? It's it's not about compensation for services at that point in time, is it? Well, you're nitpicking within the IRS's own box, and uh, it's you know, getting into the the finer details of what the IRS wants to do with its particular forms is really uh, so far off the beaten path for me that I, I don't feel I have a, a basis to even reflect. Oh, because I was just looking at it from a point of view, and, and of course, I'm, obviously I'm wrong, but uh, from a point of view that you could uh, uh, get the employer for uh, misfiling, uh, fraud, not fraudulent document, but misfiling the documents, you know, and, uh, and anything you do to the employer, they're immediately going to get the IRS involved in it. And so it has to be a job you're willing to lose because you're bringing the IRS right to their doorstep. Okay. Well, they're okay. In, they're in business. They're in business to make money, not in business to help you 
figure out what the IRS is doing. Well, I mean, if the IRS is already on your back, well, anyhow, okay, I don't want to get into, I mean, it's just a thought. Anyhow, um, yeah, thank you, Wyoming 668. It says that the Codebreaker, the 83 Equation, the book for dummies, easy to understand and apply. And, you know, I I do want to say on this book, um, you know, it is, Dave has done such a phenomenal job he 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 did this book back in '93, the um, and he added to it when he re- revised not revised the book but republished the book. He added to it to the current times with current court cases, and um, and I even believe he even found more information since he wrote the book then. So um, it's just a phenomenal background on what is labor what is the equal value of labor or what is the equal value of property and the and how the exchange of property and you're selling property and you're getting compensated for that property excludes you from gross income where you have to go to section 83 first before you can go to section 61 or 62 whatever it is and and so there's nowhere they have no form in order to fill out to demonstrate that so it's really a good book for people to understand everything there is about the tax code in addition to that we have a video a flash drive where dave takes you through it's about a three hour three and a half hour course where he takes you through the sections of the code. He dissects it, puts it all together, and how you can, you know, clearly understand the tax code doesn't apply to most Americans. And so um, it's, you know, I can't say enough about it, but go to wevgov.com. Go through the what he's written, and, and he's got videos there. You go to federal tax uh, tax uh, link. It, it shows all the stuff on the federal tax, the state tax. He has a lot of the states that have income tax. How it, it shows that only if you make federal income, or you know, only if you're federally connected, do you owe a state tax. And so how does Section 83 apply in your determination that I make gross income? I mean, it's just so simple. And yet, it, you know, they can't answer the question. Okay, before we finish, Mr. Donaldson wants to make a comment. Um, let me get him back on. Go ahead. Uh, thank you for bringing me back on and also I just want to uh, thank you for having this show and, uh, and the, the guest uh, to, for coming on. Um, I, my question is about the challenge of grammar. And since you have to have knowledge, uh, meaning willful, um, you know, willfully failing to, you know, uh, pay the tax or obey, um, willful would imply knowledge and the, since they're using knowledge against the people, if you have knowledge of how correct sentence structure works and you sue the IRS or the agency coming at you with their written claim 
for a correct sentence structure, is that a viable remedy? No, they're thieves. They will steal your money no matter what you say. Because of the guns and clubs. Because they want your money and you and you have your money and they will get your money to buy more missiles. That's the game. Mm, interesting. Oh goodness. You've you've given me a lot of food for thought. I really thank you. And oh, I, food let, for I wish thought. Food yes. for thought as opposed as opposed to rainbows. <laughs> I wasn't expecting uh, unicorns or rainbows, so uh, it's it's interesting though. A lot of people do seek a you know like an immediate like solution to it, and I guess I have been yeah like on that path solution based. But since it all seems to be coming back around to absolute tyranny, then I mean, you know, it is about the intellect, you know, and a lot of the intellect is being used, you know, and and I believe to obviously take over mankind's thinking and uh, they're using fear tactics and so if we can outsmart them using the intellect I mean that's really the only um, remedy for us and that's why I feel like there's all these loopholes available to us right and, the, and that's exact that's exactly what I've done but the fact that it doesn't work with them is the reason I have a citizen's arrest page on my website they won't honor law all they will honor is force. And you have to impress them with the fact that you can arrest them anytime they speak to you. Good good stuff. Thank you very much. Okay, thank okay. you. See you Wednesday. Okay. Um the uh please mute me. Okay. Um with that being said, uh, is there any more questions or comments or statements And uh, before we end the call? Going once. Going twice. Asta. Okay. Um, God bless America. Thank you for coming. And we'll see you next Wednesday. And I may have a special call, so look for the emails. And uh, God bless America. We'll. This is... Uh, this call is officially over.